It's called Fuck Boy Friday. <laughs> and we, you know, the, the, the origin story is that we wanted an outlet for people to be able to get <clears throat> their internet anonymity troll portion of their energy yep. out in a constructive way. Um, for one day, for one day of the month and the rest of the month, we're, we're, we're not tame by mm -hmm. any means, but we always are very respectful of each other. Yeah. This day is a little bit different. <laughs> um, Welcome to Tardox. I have the very special pleasure of having Markstrom on my pod today. He's joining us out of the Carolinas. How are you doing today? Doing great, man. It's my pleasure. Uh, super excited to uh, to get together and have a nice chat. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I'll start off with three rapid questions to get the things flowing. Sure. F furthest place you've ever traveled? Uh, Moscow. Oh. Halftime show. What'd you think of it? Uh, phenomenal. One of the best in years. The only thing that was missing would have been nice to see Ice Cube pop out, you know, drive sure. by in one of those cars. That would have been sweet. Well, I don't know if you want him to drive by. Eh. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah, you know, that, yeah, that's probably a good, good point yeah, there. Why not? Yeah. Uh, favorite superhero growing up? I'm not into superheroes. Oh, Never okay. Was. Um, I just recently, uh, as for some egging on from Sacral, I've been watching a lot of the Marvel series. Yeah. Uh, he sent me a very curated list, his own, uh, this is what you should and shouldn't watch. Yeah. And I've been following it, and I think I, I, I'm finally caught up to the TV series. Oh, and I, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, I, don't, I think I needed that direct counseling. Otherwise, I think I would have got lost along the way. Oh, but, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's ah, been good. Cool. So. All right, let's uh, dive into it. Who is Markstrom? Uh, well, he... Uh, you being Canadian, I'm sure can realize he's a very famous uh, hockey goaltender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's my it's been my online moniker since uh, Jakob Markstrom was 15, 16 years old, a prospect coming up. Uh, he was on the Florida Panthers farm team, which is my hometown team growing up. Uh, I've always been a big hockey fan. And uh, I hated naming my characters in MMORPGs. Yep. Because you're stuck with these characters for such a long time. And this was, you know, these were the days of uh, Star Wars Galaxies, vanilla World of Warcraft. And there's no character name change or anything like that. Yeah. Like, those services didn't exist. They didn't realize that they could charge you for that once yeah. upon a time. Uh, of course it does now. Uh, so I had to be really careful with what I was going to invest thousands of hours into. And, you know, I decided that... Uh, my best bet is to start naming my characters after hockey players. They have cool last names. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's something that I'm sort of attached to, and I think I'll like the sound of it. And maybe it's good luck for, like, the prospects coming up, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, so I went with Markstrom. It's been my handle since probably I had to have been maybe 15 at the time. So what is that, 2006, something along those lines. So, uh Yeah. It's been a while. I've been using it for quite some time. And uh, he's gone on to have a super 
a phenomenal career. Yeah. And uh, I still vibe at this point. So far, so good. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. You just made me old. You were 15 when you were 2006? I it, Yes. So oh I'm 30 now. I'll be 31 in, uh, in March here. Dear Lord. I was born in 72. <laughs> you got me. Damn. Uh, and now has the uh, the hockey player had the pleasure of meeting the streaming legend? No, no. <laughs> I don't think the hockey player knows the streaming legend <laughs> at all, uh, unless he was trying to get a handle online somewhere at some yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to start a Twitch career, and right, uh, yeah, then yeah. he screwed. Sorry, yeah. bud. <laughs> um, all right. Well, first of all, congratulations on the marriage, the wedding. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, long time coming. Uh, Alexander and I have been together for over 12 years. Oh, fantastic. And, uh, yeah, we've actually known each other since we were kids. Uh, oh. Never really, like, friends, but just uh, we went to the same schools growing up. Yeah. And uh, known her family. Her family was always involved with, like, school stuff, uh, uh-huh. which was nice. Uh, so I was familiar with her family, but, yeah, not we didn't start dating until university uh, where we went in, uh, in Gainesville. Okay. And now was the wedding postponed because of COVID at some mm. point or, co- you know, this was the first date. Yeah. So, uh, we pushed it back one year. Um, yeah. no, I still waited plenty long. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't blame it all on COVID. Um, yeah, no, uh, you know, I, it was, um, you know, it was a pain in the ass as you'd expect yeah. and, and that's all right. You know, um, we wanted people to feel a lot more comfortable. Of course, there were some cases where, okay, this person was in contact yeah. and, and they're not going to be able to make it. And, you know, it is what it is, um, which is disappointing. But, you know, we were slowly but surely making plans to uh, celebrate with those people like later in the year individually, yeah. which is which will also be really nice. So oh, that's good. Um, it all works out. Awesome. And now you mentioned that was the first time you'd taken a week off in four <laughs> or five years. That's right. Yeah. So. I've been broadcasting since April 2015, and uh, you know I'd taken some time off. I had uh, I was pretty ill for a while. Ended up having uh, sinus surgery. Oh shit! Uh, so that was about at least a week off. Yeah. Um, which was pretty brutal, but uh, you know this is like the first actual week for pleasure. I yeah. suppose. Gone to plenty of conventions and spent you know a lot of time elsewhere um but always for work yeah so this was like the first real okay i'm unplugging i did stream once yeah <laughs> i was gone i did stream <laughs> one i did one irl stream um but you know it's it's fun because you know a lot of the groomsmen at the wedding are people that the yeah. channel community knows you know they're, they're my best friends are the people i talk to every day so yeah. naturally they're very involved and so uh-huh. it's a rare opportunity for me to be able to do an irl broadcast and uh, be able to show all the guys in one place. So yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize, you know, when you commit to what you do as a living, you really aren't afforded what, you know, the nine to five people have the, you know, the sick pay, the vacation time and, and to do things like that. That's quite a commitment for you guys. It absolutely is. Uh, but it doesn't come without its share of benefits. I do yes. play video games for a living. So, <laughs> you know, uh, it's it's uh you know there's pros and cons to everything yes absolutely and, uh, obviously i enjoyed you know the the benefit of being my own boss and setting my own work hours and working with who i want to work with yeah being you know in charge of my own destiny so to speak and yeah i can really appreciate that i've had other jobs in the past that um showed me that you know uh 
I don't, I don't like uh, collaborative environments that I don't have a say in. Yep. Don't do well in those uh, situations. I think, yep. um, you know, I, I can have like very gross standards sometimes mm-hmm. that um, not everyone, you know, everyone lives their life differently. Everyone puts different, different stock into different things. And um, I'm very particular. I'm very type A for the most part. Yeah. And, uh, I think a lot of that comes out in broadcast too. But uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I think this has been a really great situation, and honestly, doing this for a living has been the best, you know, decision that I think I've ever made outside of uh, settling down with Alexander. Of course, there we go. Of course, you had the smart p- yes. married man. Yeah, that's right. Happy wife's <laughs> happy life. That's you'll that's learn right. that absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of jumping into streaming you know when did you do that what made you you know make that decision of going into streaming sure so I, i've been gaming my whole life um been probably like the most consistent hobby uh all i mean i started nes when i was maybe three four yeah. i think we our family got our first uh nes and then sega genesis and 64 and eventually somewhere around eight years old started pc gaming and Never stopped, yeah. as it turns out. Never stopped. So, um, you know, that was a big part of, like, who I was and what I enjoyed doing with friends. A lot of the, um, a lot of my friends, even in university, you know, we studied really hard, but definitely gamed on the side. And I was doing uh, biomedical research full-time mm-hmm. in a neurology lab. And uh, I was studying for uh, the MCATs. Uh, and this was after all of my friends had kind of moved on. They, they, you know, were becoming lawyers. Not a whole yeah. lot were doing like pre-med and stuff. Um, so they would go on and they would do their, their graduate stuff elsewhere. And so I just didn't really have any friends left in the area. Um, because I did two majors in the four years, wow. I was kind of behind on the MCAT side of things. So I had to like yeah. study for it after the fact um, while I was working in the lab. So doing that, applying to med schools and uh, decided, you know, I, I don't have any friends to game with anymore. I really want to play this game. It was Fallout New Vegas at the time. Yeah. I had never, uh, I'd never modded a game before either. And I, I was very familiar with Twitch. I'd been watching Justin TV for ages. Yeah. And uh, thought, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and go live and see if, you know, uh, I can get some company while I do this maybe some advice on the mods and whatever. Yeah. And uh, I fell in love with it. I mean, like almost instantly. Uh, there were some, that, that's a very ride or die community, as I'm sure you know, like yeah. Fallout Bethesda fans are no joke. Mm-hmm. Even if there's nobody streaming the category, there's people who keep an eye on that category to see when someone starts a new playthrough. Yeah. Because they want to be involved with someone's playthrough. They want to see the choices. They want to coach. They want to, you know. Yeah, and um, there are people who showed up like almost every single day uh, oh, wow. for like right off the bat for that playthrough. Yeah, and I thought, wow, that's kind of wild. Um, and it was really neat. And uh, so I, then I started to stream Daisy Standalone. Yeah, which was like my main multiplayer game at the time uh, that I was playing with my friends. And uh, yeah, she took off. <laughs> she took <laughs> off kind of out of nowhere. Um, I uh, you know I. I don't think I streamed for like um, single digits for very long. Wow. And so to have that immediate 
success. I think that was like one of the only moments in my career that I kind of found like immediate success. I think the days I just right place, right time. Daisy yeah. category definitely popping back in the day in 2015. And, um, I was playing the game in not a way that everybody played it in, but it's yeah. definitely my way. And, uh, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of coastal PvP at the time. Mm-hmm. Deadly Slob was doing a lot of inland PvP at the time and, yeah. and exploring and surviving. And uh, we kind of found each other um, and were fans of each other's content. Yeah. And decided, you know what? One day a week, let's swap with what we're doing. I think I probably had like 10, 15 viewers at the time. Deadly yeah. had maybe like 100. And, uh, and so he would come to the coast and pvp and get <laughs> catch a completely different kind of content for that day of the week it was always yeah. wednesday and uh and then we'd swap the next week and uh then i've been playing games ever since and the stream continued to grow and uh yeah daisy was a very good thing and ended up okay. getting partnered still playing daisy so do you remember that first sub you got <sighs> yeah so i definitely know who it was yeah um so the the, the, the system didn't work the same back then yeah there was no affiliate program. Um, there was no sub button. You, people couldn't subscribe to me. Yeah. So even though, you know, I think I pretty much had to hold 160 viewers daily for months, like six months almost. Yeah. Um, to be considered for partnership. They, like the community members who would tune in daily would, would, would literally send me $5 and be like, here's my monthly sub. But they'd do it like once a week. Right. <laughs> um, and it was super kind. And so yeah. like there were those people first. And I'll never forget those people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've always said this. I feel super incredibly fortunate for the people that first tuned into my broadcast. That core 10 to 15 people where things started to kind of explode. Yeah. I mean, one of the first ones was my best man at my wedding. Yeah. Uh, a couple other were groomsmen and um, they really set the tone for everybody else who comes in. I think yeah. anytime you have a Twitch community, you know, the new viewers look at the chat and they look at, okay, what exists right now? Mm-hmm. And that oftentimes shapes the way they behave and interact. Yeah. And it's, uh, it kind of snowballs. And so, you know, people always say, you know, uh, chat, is a reflection of the you know what what the broadcaster has fostered or, or yeah. this this environment overall it's not for me it's not true i got lucky <laughs> the, <laughs> those first people were some of the best people i've ever met on the platform still yeah. to this day it holds true and um they shaped it they, yeah. they really did and um to this day i still feel like we have probably one of the most enjoyable inclusive communities on the platform where uh, people just really enjoy each other's company. Yeah. And they're not there for their selfish, I want someone to read what I have to say yeah. kind of thing. It, they're really there for each other. And oh. um, that's what I find to be like really unique. And um, I'm super appreciative for it. And awesome. uh, it feels nice to be able to wake up and be excited to talk to the people that are there every morning. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah, I talked feeling. to um, Dan Exert last week. Sure. And his this, the love that he has for his community and the community has for him, like the Dink mm-hmm. Squad, it's just it's really, really cool to see because you know, internet can be so toxic. For you sure. know, the social media platforms and you go into his chat or go into your chat, it's, it is, you know, it's fun. 
it's, it's, a, not it's a good place though, to be. Is it? I mean, Dan is such a good guy. Oh my there's, God. There's no doubt that that kind of person just flocks to what he has to offer. Absolutely. I don't know. Did you see the interview he had with general Sam over the, ho- over the holidays? I didn't get to see that. No. He, so I, I asked him about that. He had, he'd never seen any of general Sam's content before. So he had no clue. What he's getting into. Exactly. You know, <laughs> general Sam's first comment you know, they started, hey, this is going to get personal here. And General Sam goes, are you going to ask me if I rape somebody? And it was like, oh, my God. Dan was just seeing his Twitch account just going, you know, just losing sure. it. Yeah. Oh, it was, flames. Yeah. It was, it was something <laughs> something funny. I'd highly recommend it at some point. Somebody check that out because it, yeah. it was pretty good. <clears> oh, man. Funny. So you do. So one thing I noticed is your stream is early in the morning. From like six thirty till you know what normally two or something like that. Yeah, roughly. Yep. What made you start at that early hour? Is that for the European people or just you're an early riser? Uh, definitely not originally an early riser. Definitely a night owl, like pretty much my entire adolescence. Um, and honestly, I think so. Originally, stream started at noon. Yeah. Uh, and that was good because I could get a few hours in mm-hmm. before Alexandra was done with whatever she was doing. Then the stream started to get more serious and I need to put in more hours and I couldn't go further into the evening and cut into, uh, the few hours that we had together. Yeah. Um, so I went backwards, started at 11 and then made the jump to like six thirty after that and yeah. realized, um, you know, it just really allows me to get everything done in the day that mm-hmm. I want to do. Um, being up early and just having those hours where I'm really mentally with it. I have plenty of energy. And uh, I just feel like I'm the best entertainer at that time of the day. Yeah. Um, uh, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm having a monster so that I can formulate sentences coherently <laughs> in the, um, the late afternoon when things slow down. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it allows me to get a full stream in, like a full, like, you know, seven and a half, eight hour stream. Yeah. Get a workout in, then do all the things that I need to do for the stream offline. Yeah. Um, and be done with it by the time Alexander comes home, still have a couple hours with her and the dogs and go to sleep, rinse and repeat. Yeah. So. That- Cool. Yeah. Actually two things there. So what, what do people like after you shut off the, I'm, you know, stop stream, what is your next couple hours after that? Yeah. Let's go exercise almost. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I, for the last few years have, uh, built out a home gym, which, um, I started before COVID thankfully, otherwise it would have been much more expensive. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I've always been um, pretty cognizant of physical fitness. Uh, I was a personal trainer once upon a time yeah. in, in university. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't feel good physically, mentally, if I don't get exercise regularly. I think most people can relate to that, yeah. or at least those that know the way they feel when they're doing it regularly. Um, once you get a taste of that, I think you pretty much always want to function on that level. Yeah. And um, it becomes addictive in that sense, for sure. So you mainly do workouts or do you play other sports too? Um, so I played all sports growing up. Uh, the only thing I continue to do is mixed martial arts. Okay. Yeah. Ah. So uh, I've done 
So I did Taekwondo as a kid, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and Krav. Yeah. And I continue to do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So striking oh. classes every now and again. But yeah. Mostly Jiu-Jitsu, yeah. So you clearly you're one of those people that avoided the COVID belly. Um, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, <laughs> no, I so I actually did a bit of a bulking period. We're gonna call it that. All um, right, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> over the, uh, uh, I guess it was um, over the winter for the most part. Yeah. Um, last winter, and um, I actually gained like a lot of muscle, but mm -hmm. um, that that was that was my COVID bellies. I definitely still had to like work down that body fat yeah. throughout the course of the year, and especially in preparation of wedding stuff. And oh yes, so, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, to fit into the tux. So. That's slim fit and tux. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So I did my so, best with it. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, the pictures look great. It looks like everybody had a fun time. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, get some of the, like, the, the, you know, like the photographer photos, mm -hmm. um, be able to share some of those with the community at least. So. Awesome. I know now, what do you guys got planned for a honeymoon? So we are hoping that we'll be able to travel internationally this year. Yeah. Um, got my passport renewal sent off recently. Um, I, the last time I got, I guess that was my first passport was when I lived in Moscow, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was quite some time ago. It was like 2012. So it unfortunately expired, but with TwitchCon EU, uh, looming again. Yeah. And hopefully happening this time. Uh, we're going to try and make it to Amsterdam. And awesome. um, especially with the early start, obviously, I have a lot of European community yep. members. And it'd be great to be able to take the brunt of that uh, travel expense and be able to meet them, at least on their side of the pond. Yes. Um, you know, rather than a bunch of them having to pay for international flights and the yep. whole bit. So, uh, huh. yeah, it would be really nice to do my first international convention. Yeah, over there. So. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I was listening to your stream today, and, and that's that's I understand now why when you said that Russian book title, or I can't remember what it was. Like, holy shit, he sounds Russian when he said whatever you oh, said today. Yeah. yeah so and, one one of my um, one of my degrees is in Russian. So oh my god. Yeah. So I actually did uh, did a major in Russian alongside the biology, and um, you know, it's just like I said, my one of my best buddies was a lawyer. Yeah, uh, we're studying to be a lawyer, doing the whole pre-law bit, and we wanted to still have classes together. You know, we'd like we lived together. We wanted to have a couple of classes together, so we started the Russian path. Yeah, and then we got a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper, and then it was like, well, hey, if you guys do this international trip, you almost be able to acquire a major. We're like, <laughs> all right, I guess. I guess. So uh, yeah, it was like an awesome very affordable opportunity to study at moscow state university of florida has a really good relationship with them yeah um they have a great russian program and uh yeah it was it turned out to be amazing are you familiar with um bert kreischer no the comedian oh is he uh, the one that takes his shirt off that's the guy yes okay that's the guy so he tells this story about this trip he he did russian class and he tells this strip and he's the machine mm -hmm. and uh it's a phenomenal bit if you haven't seen it in a while you should go back and watch it um definitely recommend it. it's hysterical yeah so he went to florida state university and uf and fsu do this trip together every oh. single year so i went on the same trip that he went on <laughs> just you know, maybe like 10 years later. Yeah. And there's like a little bit less mob dominated, not uh -huh. a lot, but like a little bit less mob dominated. Um, 
definitely still felt relatively unsafe a lot. Of oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it's a weird thing. Russia is yeah. a weird place. There's no doubt about it. Definitely wouldn't visit right now. But no. I think I snuck into a pretty good window. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, fascinating. So I was there for about two months. So. Oh, shoot. What was the highlight? If you can think of one thing that stuck out. Honestly, talking to people there that are my age. Yeah. And realizing just like everywhere else, like there's so much more differences between generations than cultures. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, people are people. And, yep. uh, you know, I think there's, you know, the, the older Russian community mm-hmm. remembers the Cold War and, and thinks of Americans in a very specific way. Yeah, that's true for here. Uh, yeah. America thinks like the older American population doesn't think great about Russia either. Yeah. You know, so uh, but but everybody who has grown up in such a smaller world, mm-hmm. right, with with the with the advancements of technology and just. Um, our ability to communicate with one another is just so much better. Oh and, yeah. They, uh, they see what we do. We see what they do. And it's like yeah. instant, like, look at you stream, you start up your stream. People in Russia, you yep. know, has an idea of what's happening here and not even daily. through the news or anything like that. Yeah. I have daily Russian viewers and they're phenomenal, yeah. beautiful people. So, uh, you know, I think that that was, that was probably the highlight is just having that cemented at a pretty young age. Which yeah. feels good. Ah, very yeah. cool. Oh, wow. I had no idea. So now are you fluent in Russian then? Once upon a time, yeah. not anymore. <laughs> yeah. The whole, uh, if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. That's a fact. Oh, yeah. shoot. So, so now uh, how, I, you know, how, I, I, oh, sorry. Sorry. I was, gonna, I was just going to say that every, when, when, uh, Tarkov first started, yeah. uh, a lot of the Russian community would make their way into the, to my chat. Oh, okay. And, uh, cause that was like a big chunk of it back then, I guess it's, yeah. it's a bit more diluted now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a good way to practice for, for quite some time. Okay, now I try yeah. to, I keep it on the minimum. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, so n- uh, now it then you let it slip out and it's like, Oh shoot. You catch people off guard. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So now what has your, what has been your secret to being able to sustain a career with, you know, streaming? If there's one uh, thing you can think of. Absolutely. Uh, being community focused yeah. and and making it about my relationship with the people that tune in daily and yeah. not about the game that I'm playing. It doesn't yeah. matter what I play. The, the game is irrelevant. Yeah. And I think the sooner that a broadcaster starts treating their broadcasts like that, the infinitely more sustainable they become. Uh, you're, so, you know, I've made the main game switch a bunch of times now from Daisy to PUBG to Tarkov yeah. to... To, I think I played Tarkov maybe 18 days in 2021. Yeah. Uh, and just <laughs> played a lot of titles, played over 100 titles on stream. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think uh, being able to do that is super crucial. And, you know, I think it allows you to take the time to form infinitely more meaningful relationships with the people who tune in too. Yeah. Uh, if you're focused on, on the chat and just having some sort of meaningful discussion with them, they, are more drawn to that relationship and uh you can just enjoy the process so much more mm-hmm. yeah that was, uh, that was something i i've always wondered like these people the streamers who just do the one game the main game that's got to be such a difficult transition to if that game dies or the viewers go away how do you you're starting from scratch essentially 
you know, it's the scariest thing in, in broadcasting hands down and, and doing it for the first time is, is terrifying. And, yeah. you know, your numbers are going to go down a hundred percent. You just know, there's no ifs, hands or buts about it. Um, and I think, uh, sometimes it's so much more worth it to just bite the bullet and go through that process. Yeah. Uh, when, when that process makes sense and when it's sustainable, uh, Choosing when and how you do it is a very tenuous process too. There's a lot of nuance to it, yeah, and to be able to do it right, and uh, you know, not everyone not everyone survives it, unfortunately. Yeah, but yeah, I think um, if if you took the time to make the stream about you, it's a lot easier. That's a, that's that's just the fact. Yeah. Um, so so again, it has a lot to do with how you present yourself and how you present your content. Yeah. So. Now, because you've been doing this so long, do you have, I know when I had, I was talking to Will, he was saying there's certain days of the week that chat is like almost jacked up on sugar or, you know, certain times of the year, like, you know, summer. Do you, do you notice a difference in chat between certain days of the week, certain hours of the day? Sure. Um, so I think chat is always the most jazzed early morning, like, because yeah, the start of stream is really just like I'll, I I can sit and talk for two hours before I boot up a game almost yeah. most mornings, um so so early morning as far as time of day is concerned, Fridays are always bumping everyone's excited for the yeah. weekend um we do special events on a lot of Fridays uh we have FBF and pre sub Friday and all sorts of stuff um to make those days special and enjoy it Sunday is interesting i get a very different crowd because it's not the normal weekday crowd yeah not your working lurkers not uh so so m more people on the weekends but uh it's it's interesting because it's a lot of new faces it's a lot of um non-subs and a very mixed bag yeah which i like and it, it can be it can be really nice ah. it can really spice things up so now do you remember your first mod Oh, first and foremost, I should give a shout out to the first sub. We kind of got off track yes, there. Yep. I got off track there. Uh, I tend to do that. Uh, Mr. Salt, the Mr. Salt. So everybody, everyone knew. Basically, I grew out a playoff beard. Yeah. Uh, I said, you know what? I'm not shaving until I get partnered. <laughs> <laughs> I regretted that really fast. <laughs> uh, because I don't grow a good beard. Yeah, uh, patchy. I definitely did him back then. Uh not necessarily patchy. It's just when it gets longer than this, it gets yeah. very wiry. Oh, okay. It's not. It's not thick. If I if I let it grow out from here, it gets very wiry. Yeah. Like very uh, like an Irish beard. Yeah. Um. So, didn't look good. <laughs> didn't look good. And and I really treated it like a playoff beard where I wasn't going to trim it or anything. Yeah. Like, I, that was like part of the rules. It got very gross. Um. <laughs> but eventually we made it, and I I revealed to stream by shaving that i got partnered yeah so i was clean shaving one day uh, like, oh. okay which was cool and uh and then like a couple days later a partner badge like the subscription button would eventually show up and yeah. they'll like t they'll guesstimate it for you um and one day at the end of stream there was like an hour left of stream it popped up but i had this guy mr salt he's like a software engineer yeah and he was running a script checking the api pinging it constantly <laughs> to see when it was in the system and when, you know, it was possible to subscribe. Yeah. So he was the first one. He knew. He refreshed the stream. He instantly subscribed. Oh, and, nice. uh, 
it started on a very nice train. So yeah. it's, it was, it's so different because like that was such a big deal back then. Yeah. You get your sub button and you just get this wave of subscribers. Everyone's able to do it. And right. It's really exciting. I feel like, you know, I feel like modern day broadcasters kind of cheated that experience. You know, it's not mm -hmm. quite the same um, for them to trickle in like that. Yeah. It's cool nonetheless to obviously to have subscribers at any point. Ah, so, very cool. Um, sorry, back to the question now. Um, what was my first what now? Mod. Do you remember your first mod? Because <laughs> um, that's got to be like a weird thing. It's like, you know, if you're starting small, like, when do I need a mod? And then, you know, is it somebody in the community or just like out of nowhere? A friend? So my first mod was my best friend. Grew up with him, the yeah. one that I lived with, the one I went to Russia with, same guy. Yeah. Um, but he was like the first dude I was playing Daisy with. The first random person that became a mod, like just from the online yeah. tuning in, was my best man at my wedding. Oh, so, shit. Yeah, his name's Slumdog. Oh, so. that's very cool. Yep. And him, him and his brother, I modded, and they were his brother was also a, a groomsman. So. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Pretty neat. Yep. Oh, very neat. Now, do you still, are there moments that you still get excited about when you pop on stream? Like, do you like memorable moments or is it just sort of, you know, you just enjoy what you do right now? Uh, genuinely excited every day. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy the process thoroughly. Yeah. And I think if you don't, it's kind of the beginning of the end. It's scary. Like if you're not enjoying the daily. So I really make an effort to find something to look forward to enjoy. And, and most of the time it's the people. Yeah. So, um, I don't really have to worry about, you know, it's Tarkov going to be a pain in the ass today. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Yeah. No, nope. very um, true. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, uh, you know, there are, there are events that mm -hmm. I definitely, uh, enjoy we so every 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 month first friday of the month something we call i don't know how censored your nope hey we can is. drop all the right. f-bombs we do all right it's called fuck boy friday <laughs> <laughs> and we you know the, the the origin story is that we wanted an outlet for people to be able to get <clears throat> their internet anonymity troll portion of their energy yeah out in a constructive way um for one day for one day of the month and the rest of the month we're we're, we're not tame by mm -hmm. any means but we always are very respectful of each other yeah this day is a little bit different <laughs> um <laughs> we so we have media share turned on i don't know if you're familiar yeah. with that but you can put so people donate <laughs> for youtube videos and um there's a lot of music there's mm -hmm. a lot of good like jokes and skits and stand up and stuff yeah. like that which is great a lot of people making fun of each other mostly me yeah and then we will uh we'll play a game and we'll make it a drinking game so the first iteration of that was drinking dark souls so dark souls has been a big part of our broadcast for a long time yeah. very excited for elden ring by the way only i couldn't tell yes <laughs> like a week left <laughs> roughly a week <laughs> left um so uh, drinking Dark Souls was awesome. And basically, the more I die, the more I have to drink. The more I drink, obviously, oh, the more God. I die. So yeah. It gets ugly sometimes. I delete the VOD before the stream starts. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> as it starts, I just delete the VOD. Didn't happen. Yeah. Um, it's a really fun day. So oh. like stuff like that is um, really enjoyable. So that's, that's evolved a lot. And we, uh, 
we do different games. We just yeah. recently did uh, Vampire Survival, I think it's called. This is like a cool bullet time kind of game. Yeah. 2D pixel art. Pretty cool. Pretty fun. Ah. Yeah, I like popping into your streams in the mornings. You just have a lot of lot of energy. It's almost like one of those, you know, uh, TV evangelist type, you know, vibes going. It's like sure. You could just crank that up and just get everybody all jacked up. I like, um, yeah, I, I, feel, I feel it's a nice start, not just to other people's day, but to my day, just to, to get everyone tuned up, get caffeinated, yeah, and uh, get ready to take on the day. I think that that's, um, I don't know, I think that that has become not just a part of the brand, but a part of people's daily ritual, yeah. if you will. Um, you know, I think uh, a lot of people rely on that, which is also part of what makes sure I get out of bed and yeah. get going for the day. Because uh, the idea of, you know, uh, people to tune in and be like, wait, where's, okay. Yeah. That, that bums me out. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so. No. Well, you've been around so long. You got to, <laughs> you, you have to know you do affect people's lives. You know, people, if yeah. they didn't, you'd be, you know, you wouldn't be still doing this as a career. So, you yeah. know, that's got to make you feel good too. Absolutely. That the audience is there every day for you. Yeah. It's, it's actually, I can't think about it too much. It gets, <laughs> it gets weird. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I get into the feelings. <laughs> yeah. All right. We don't need yeah. to get feelings today. You drink that monster. Yeah. Now, looking back on things, is there something you would have changed differently? Um, it's a great question. I think, um, I would have started doing YouTube content and content on other platforms sooner. Yeah. That's the same 100%. thing. Yep. That's the same answer. Like when I asked Bastilli, that was his answer. Um, Dan Exert was the same. Jesse, they all say that they wish they could have started YouTube content earlier. And then a couple of them said, get an editor earlier before so that it wouldn't take the load off of them. Yeah, I spent a long time doing it myself. Um, I also spent a long time paying people to do it. Yeah. And um, regardless of how much the quality was, it was too late in the process to grow organically on YouTube anymore. Yeah. Um, those days are mostly over. Yeah. Um, outside of, you know, some key cases. And uh, it's all about the short form content now. I was just going to ask you about that. You so. seem to have got the knack down. You've got your shorts and your TikToks going. And some of that shit's really funny, too. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah I think um, I'm really proud of what we're putting out now. Um, I edit some of them. I, uh, I employ someone to, to grab clips if we're, if we're short. And then they also manage the postings. Yeah. Um, which takes a huge load off my plate and is super important. I'm thankful to be in that position to be able to do that. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, it's definitely the way forward. I, I didn't enjoy long form editing. Yeah. Hated the process, hate editing mostly. Um, it's fun when I'm just doing a short clip and I can yeah. bang it like bef before, before this podcast, I, yeah. I cranked out like three or four of them and I don't have to think about it for a few days. Right. And that's nice. And, um, yeah, just, it, it feels a lot more productive. And at the same time, they reach just as many people. And if they have a laugh, they're still going to come follow you. And if that's the end goal at the end of the day, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, I get people now that are like, hey, saw the TikTok, wanted to tune in. And I'm and I'm in the chat and I'm like, wow, that's really nice. Yeah. So, it's amazing how many how many views you can get on just some of those videos. It's just out of nowhere you'll get like a hundred thousand views. Yeah. It's um it's interesting. The the TikTok algorithm is just so phenomenal for organic organically finding someone. Yeah. Um that's up your alley. They're I mean it's it's wild technology and um it's not at least yet mostly advertiser driven, which is great. Yeah. But there'll come a time too where it it will be and something else will pop up. Yeah. So uh, it's just a matter of like staying on it and uh realizing new ones. I just added a new one. I couldn't even tell you the name of it, but yeah. I added a new social media platform for gaming content. Yeah. Uh specifically into our rotation of posting. So oh, interesting. Okay. So. Yeah, on my other podcast I do with uh, it's called The Hideout, we did a tick. You know, I had I created a TikTok account. I was like, oh my god, I feel like my I have two daughters, I have three children, and all of them are on TikTok. And it's like, oh my god, I'm doing what my children are on, and watching some of the content is like, oh, I just I have to take a shower after yeah. a while. You know, it's just like I hear you. Oh god, it's I, funny. I was um, some interesting con like theories out there on why. TikTok in the United States started by promoting like literally some of the most nonsensical, mindless things to begin with. Yeah. And uh, there's this whole whole theory about, you know, like China uses theirs right now to promote only educational content. Like if it's something that the government wants kids to be into yeah. and, and, and aspire to and like, so they like, any kind of like oh. science projects and stuff yep. like that or any kind of educational learning stuff. Uh, that's what gets promoted on the, on the oh, platform. Shoot. And in the United States, it's people doing like <laughs> ridiculous dances that is not going to do anything for them or right. anyone else watching it. Yeah. And it's funny. It's like, wait, <laughs> they might've got us there. <laughs> they, yeah. You're right. Cause I see and some my, of this I stuff. Yeah. Like, so uh, I, I think it's, it's expanded beyond that now that, um, I guess I don't know. Somebody, somebody else owns it now. Somebody yeah. bought it, right? So I don't know. Anyway, uh, interesting, it interesting is. theory at least. Absolutely. <laughs> so now, when I was, uh, we had Deadly on there in the in the fall, and we talked about the marksman. I didn't know you guys hmm. had a. You know, there was a team. I don't know how long. You know, years ago or whatnot. You guys all hooked up. You Deadly, sure. Cotton, um, yep. Pebro, and there was Monster Monster DFAce. Monster, Monster D-Face, yep. D-Face, there we go. Do you guys and still... Katie. Oh, I didn't see Katie, okay. Katie Rue, yes. Uh, well, formerly known as Katie Rue. She just goes by Katie these days. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we, uh, we have enjoyed working together a lot over the years. Yeah. Um, Inception of the Marksman was maybe uh, 2018, something along those lines. So it wasn't, you know, it's not the... Uh, Hasn't been around forever or anything yeah. like that, but uh, we it just started out as me, Deadly, Monster D-Face, and P-Bro. Yeah. And P-Bro, or formerly known as P-Bro, Peeps, or Pep, Pep now. Sorry, P-E-P-P, <laughs> those searching. Hilarious Irishman. Um, he's the one that really pushed me to create a stream team. And, okay. Um, I've been on a bunch of stream teams in the past, and they... <sighs> don't always feel great yeah um they don't always feel like uh 
not super cohesive. Yeah. Um, so I really wanted to create something where uh, we would meet regularly and um, and create content with each other regularly. Yeah. And uh, we, for a long time, we had a weekly play date, um, which was phenomenal. The yeah. problem is, is at the start of COVID, we had played through almost every like good, watchable, content creating co-op game together yeah. and then there weren't any more <laughs> and we were like well this is bad timing because there's no new games coming out right um so we really kind of put a uh, a moratorium on that for the time being things are starting to alleviate so i think we want to at least rotate back towards trying to get like a once a month uh play date between all yeah. of us right now we're doing a lot of like um duo content yeah like i'll do a day with katie a day with peeves a day yeah. with deadly a day with cotton and and they will they'll play with each other as well which is great yeah um monster d face doesn't stream often anymore mm -hmm. he has so um probably very few people in the tarkov community know of monster d face just doesn't cross over but he's he's really the biggest of all of us uh he um he got very deep into Fortnite. He's, yeah. he's an OG content creator first and foremost. He um and one and one of the most br brilliant people I know. He uh started doing mobile content Clash of Clans. Okay. Then when Fortnite came out, he was very big on that scene. He started shoutcasting for Fortnite and really became the premier shoutcaster for Fortnite. He's shoutcasted for the World Cup and yeah. and Oof. um he realized well, let's make business of this. <laughs> and he created his own production team. So now he does tournament organization and production. Oh, wow. Um, he started something called Practice Server. Mm -hmm. And they, shout out to Practice Server. They're doing amazing things. Um, they have expanded into a bunch of different titles, not just Fortnite. They do all competitive titles now. And uh, it's been awesome. So he's, he's really grown a full company from the ground up. Wow. And, um, it's been really cool to see his time for broadcasting for his own personal brand, mostly fallen by the wayside. Yeah. Um, but for good reason. And uh, he's killing it out there. Oh, so shit. really cool to see. That and, is awesome. Uh, was recently able to uh, hang out with him at the wedding. Ah, bachelor party and all that. Nice. So, yep. Um, it's nice to, uh, nice to touch base with him uh, yeah. on all the cool things he's doing. So oh, really exciting. Cool. Yeah. yeah. One thing deadly brought up that I, you know, we didn't even think <laughs> of, the team also acts like a support group, you know, for, oh, you know, cause when sure. you're, because, you know, we were talking, you know, you guys are every day, just one way communication, talking, not human, human contact. And, right. you know, your wife, your now wife may not understand some of the things that, you know, you, you deal with from a, you know, a daily streaming thing. And it's nice to have that, be able to reach out and talk to people who are experiencing the same thing. Well, it's really, um, is really the the basis for wanting to put it together in the first place and realizing that value yeah and also realizing you know we're i was friends with people who not only i was huge fans of and i appreciate the content that they put out but they also have such a vast difference in skill set mm -hmm. like all of them bring something so different to the table yeah and so our ability to help problem solve for one another is phenomenal like yeah. with, you know kind of captain planet with our powers combined right um it, it has gone a long way in not just helping problem solve but also inspire each other different ideas and stuff and um 
yeah, it's another another great decision. Thankfully yeah. that I listened to Pep and uh, started started the stream team, and then brought on Cotton, and then brought on Katie, and yeah, it uh, yeah, it's been awesome. Awesome, so, they're wonderful people. Oh, good. All right, Tarkov. We waited this long. Jumped sure. into Tarkov. What yeah. got you into it? So <clears throat> there was a pretty big natural progression of communities between Daisy and Tark. Yeah. Um, I was still pretty in touch with what was going on on the front of development for any kind of survival shooter. Mm -hmm. And uh, we knew about Tark for a while. And really, most people were chomping at the bit, at least in my small circle. Yeah. Uh, to, to get our hands on it. And um, so, what, January 2017, we finally were able to purchase the Big Daddy EOD package yeah. and uh, get the guaranteed alpha access. And uh, a lot of us did that. And uh, even though we couldn't create content for it at the time, we were yeah. barred from it for a long time. Um, but, man, what an experience. I think uh, <laughs> first raid was a... Night raid on customs. <laughs> Accidentally. <clears throat> mm -hmm. I was uh, around some vehicles. I think yeah. I was like in the actual complex next to like the big red yep. area, like the, the Tarkon director's uh -huh. office. And uh, yeah, just walking against the vehicle, not really realizing I was running into it, getting shot at by a scab. <laughs> I died. I was like, wow. All right. Well, uh, and at the time, it's not like I could choose between day and night. There was no choosing. It was just oh, night shoot. right then. And uh, yeah. It, oh my think, God. Yeah, it was horrifying. Yeah. It's like, wait, if I want to play right now, I can't see. <laughs> like, I'm a new guy. I don't have NVGs. I don't have a right. flashlight right now. Like, and oh uh, so we would do factory runs yeah. with a TT. And it's like me. Deadly and Ace's Fury. Yeah. And we would go into the bathroom <laughs> and we would just hold the doors and the scabs would push you and we yep. would create these massive body piles. Oh. Uh, loot them and try yep. to get the hell out of there. Yeah. Um, and that was our strat. Like, that yep. was it. Uh, and if you got a Kiver and a Paka, man, you were set. You were styled. Good to go. Yeah. Yep. Or a oh. Ford armor. Right. Man. Simpler times. <laughs> Definitely simpler times. But it's, it's cool that you still remember Tarkov still, cre you know, creates a memory. Absolutely. That, you know, that's that's one of the nice things I think about this game is just it's ruined. You know, I don't have the hours or years that you've you know, I've been playing this probably since before Interchange came. And it's a game that I can just still, rem you know, it creates memories of, you know, instance rate, you know, combat that I've never experienced with other games. It's ruined all games, essentially. Yeah. I totally understand that from uh, from a shooter perspective, um, especially if you're not playing like uh, in, in in you know com competitive Counter Strike yeah. style games. Right. Um, we'll call it uh, you know, wh which is really where I got my start, and it is still the core of what I enjoy mostly. Counter Strike um, was your yeah, your jam? eight years old started Counter Strike, so twenty two years I still play it. <laughs> so, uh, um. Still watch the tournaments, love it. Um, play a lot of Valorant these days, yeah, more so. Um, but yeah, so you know, I, I like the some about it is just there's something that feels so good about if I die, it's on me, right? And if I win, that's also on me, and yeah. that feels great. 
Tarkov, <clears throat> excuse me, Tarkov's not always like that. No. Um, which can be frustrating, but mm-hmm. also um, create a really fun, unique, rewarding experience for a wider variety of gamers. Yeah. Um, which is great. And, yep. uh, you know, I, I think it scratches a lot of itches. I, at its very core, it's yep. gambling. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's how much money do you want to put into this raid? Uh-huh. You want to put a little bit more money, maybe have better odds, maybe not. Yep. <laughs> you know? And I think, um, you know, they really paved the way for instance-based survival shooting, and um, it's created a genre of games that Absolutely. is really, really, really addictive and yeah. fun. Yeah, And um, super appreciative for that, for sure. That's good. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Like, and it has, you know, I, I, there's Tarkov Greed. You're about to hit the, hit the extract. And you see a body and it's like, you know, Schmeagel It's mine. There's something yeah. in there, you know, and you just, you got to go yeah. and then you get capped. But yeah, no, Tarkov is special that way. But then that leads me into the next thing. Uh, space Tarkov, the cycle. How excited yeah. are you for that one? Pretty damn excited. Yeah. I, uh, I think like, so I guess if it was January, 2017, maybe we were all able to start streaming in, august september that year maybe like six months into playing the game i got really tired of the question is this realistic is it not should it be in the game should it not Uh, be in the game is you know and uh i got real tired of that still tired of it as it turns out (laughs) um (laughs) because you know it um it's used very conveniently Mm -hmm. there are aspects of the game that are realistic there are aspects that are absolutely not realistic at all Nothing's rooted in realism there, but that's the game. And um, the discussion exhausted me. And so I always said, I would love if someone took this instance based survival shooter Mm -hmm. and put it into a different IP. Yep. Let's not have it be based in realism. Let's make it aliens. Yep. That was the joke that I used to make back in the day. Well, the cycle came out and I was like, well, damn. All right. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, So I was really excited right from the get, and it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I didn't know the original cycle game at all. Yeah. It was used to be a BR. Mm -hmm. And I really ignored most BRs after PUBG because I was BR'd out. Yeah. And, you know, in in a BR game, I'm very competitive. I'm only happy when I'm winning. And when you're (laughs) one out of 100, it's not like, it's like, all right. Well, yeah. And then, unfortunately, matchmaking, um, matchmaking rating and stuff like that, hidden MMRs, every lobby became only people who were amazing. Yeah. And then it's, you know, it can be a, it can be a frustrating experience. Mm-hmm. I, I really think most of those games should be random. Yeah. I, and I think that's what is special about Tarkov is there is no matchmaking rating. Yeah. Right? You can get in with someone who's brand new. You can get into someone who's really experienced. Maybe they brought in good stuff. Maybe yeah. they didn't. You know, and um, I think that's part of what makes it special and what makes every raid different Absolutely. and really create unique, not only encounters, but but creates those unique memories. Yeah. Unique, that, yeah. That you're like, I remember this time I was in this spot and this right. crazy thing happened. That doesn't happen if you're facing all the same skill level and all the same no. gear all the time. <clears throat> nope, all. not at all. And now you came back with the 1212. You, I, you know, you played it for, you know, more than you've had in the past. What yeah. did you think of 1212? Yeah, I've been playing a lot um, this year. I didn't really play at the very beginning of the white. Um, 
but this year in particular, uh, you know, I think they made some really important changes, uh, especially the flea market changes. I think yeah. that was probably the sleeper change that mm -hmm. I knew immediately was this changes actual like how how the patch will develop and will make it a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, and I'd say it definitely has. Um, you know, I think uh, cheaters are still obviously a very yeah. distinct issue. Um, unfortunately, it just there's good periods and there's bad periods. Yeah, and uh. You know, it's a, it's a non-stop, never-ending problem. That's for sure. Cheaters always will be. Mm -hmm. um, for any game, it's it's just it's yeah. A fact. There are games that definitely do it better. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um, that being said, it's uh, I, I believe they're doing what they can, uh, yep. trying to limit RMT and stuff like mm -hmm. that. You know, some of those solutions are 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 smart, and um, uh, I definitely have hopes that it gets better because mm -hmm. right now I think we're in a pretty rough spot. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's not, everyone's not going to experience it. I see a lot of like, um, I don't experience cheaters here. You just must be calling cheater because right. you don't understand or you're like, it's desync and you just don't get it. It's two problems with that. Yeah. If you can't distinguish between desync and cheaters, then something's still really broken. Mm -hmm. It needs to be <laughs> changed yeah. and fixed. Um, so rather than argue with each other about which it was, let's try and like get it fixed. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I would like, I mean, I would definitely like to, um, like to have the discussion be pointed more at battle state and the solution of the problems than, yeah. than, than which, than which it is. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about it. So, um, now, is that what got you burned out on it? Was, you know, it was just no, not a, so much. I yeah. think, um, you know, I think uh, the content progression has been very poor yeah. <laughs> over the years. I don't think that they are held to the same standard that a lot of uh, other games are held to mm -hmm. uh, for one reason or another. It's probably a lot to do with the um, success of the game, how late a lot of people found the game. Yeah. Um, you know, having played it since the beginning, I think that we're obviously a lot more predisposed to uh, being a little bit more critical mm -hmm. and... Um, and realizing how slow a lot of things have been. And, and, and once upon a time, I tuned into every single podcast. And <laughs> I stopped tuning into podcasts because everything said on the podcast ended up not being the case. Yeah. Um, and that's all right. Yeah. You know, I think, I think things happen. But at a certain point, you become a little bit jaded with the process. Yeah. And um, especially when you see games putting out regular content schedules um, that are at least comparable. Yeah. I think one game that does it really well you may, some people may not say this is comparable, but PoE, Path of Exile, is an incredibly complex uh, system. It's an ARPG. Yeah. But um, there's a ton of similarities between PoE and Tarkov, whether yeah. people realize it or not, um, as far as game design is concerned. And, I mean, we're talking every three months on, on, on the dot. I mean, yeah. you can schedule a vacation a year from now and be sure that that's going to be the fresh content like and it's it's incredible what they what they're able to do yeah. with again a small team mm -hmm. it's not it's, you know it's a tarkov sized team yeah it's not it's not um a triple a developer by any means yeah. um but ggg is very good at what they do and being able to provide that 
I think is one of the biggest shortcomings of the game. Yeah. No doubt about it. A lot. I think a lot of gaming companies have struggled with that. So you look at like, you know, with, with division two, they missed markers. Uh, you know, even with battlefield, unfortunately that was just a, an awful launch and still continues to be like an awful game, but it's, it's a struggle. Absolutely. Yeah. Game development is definitely not easy. Um, and and I don't think anyone who criticizes most of these games understands all the facets of yeah. of what is at play. I think you usually have like three things that you really want, uh, but you can only ever have two of them. Yeah, and it's a matter of picking and choosing a lot of the time, and it's yeah. not going to make everybody happy. Um, but yeah, I think I think the, the regular content schedule in combination with the progression mm-hmm. being the exact same not having dynamic loot in the game. Yeah. Um, still experiencing all kinds of desync, though I will say the reason I'm playing 12-12 the most that I am right now is because when I shoot somebody, they get hit. Yeah. Probably for the first time consistently in a long, long time. Yeah. And um, that's something that they've really nailed this wipe. I mean, there's still times when you have a really bad server and things mm-hmm. are scuffed, but um, for the most part, the hit registration is very much so on point. Good. Now, I will say, like, there's a lot of ammos currently in the ballistic system that are not good mm-hmm. that you should not use. Like, yeah. 545 and 556 are still not yeah. great, and they leave a lot to be desired, and, and nothing is necessarily what I would call balanced. Um, like, to the point, do you pull that out? Sorry, say again? Or do you at least pull that ammo out if it's so poor that, you know, because new, new people coming into the game, they run around with yeah. that. It's, like, it's unfortunate because the way the uh, game is built, they, can't, they don't have that option. Yeah. Right. Because, I mean, we it's look at. Stack. Okay, yeah. Everything's stacked on top of each other. And we have these quests where it's like, okay, you either the Punisher part threes, AK 74U. Yeah. You have to use it. Uh, kill with an M4. Got to use 556 five, there. Yeah. Um, you know, it is what it is. I, I would like to see a lot of ARs be a lot more balanced. I think right now the meta for, like, high-end PvP yeah. is incredibly boring and not mm-hmm. skill-based at all. It's which rifle or SMG has the fastest fire rate yeah. and how many flashlights can I attach to it. <laughs> and and I just, I, it's, like, to not be able to see your opponent while they're spraying you with armor pen ammo at that rate of fire is just not intelligent gameplay, like yeah. any way you slice it. And, um, you know, I just want to feel like, regardless of the way the game is, where it's like, you choose which gear you bring in, and everyone's going to be have disparities here and there. Yeah. I still want a shot, you know? Yeah. And um, some of the meta stuff right now just doesn't allow for that, and it feels very cheesy. Yeah. That and impact grenades. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. And so, you know, like, it's hard... When you're an experienced player and you know what you're doing and, and you feel like you're really good at the game, but then there's just situations where it's like, well, you just got I can deal off. with some. I can deal with some. I, I'm okay getting Tarkov. There's no doubt about it. I'm okay with the guy that sat in the bush all raid waiting for me to pass. Yeah. I'm every, every time, GG's. Because I know. That that that's like that guy's kill for the day. He sat in that bush for like 30 minutes for me. <laughs> like that's GG's. Enjoy the gear. Awesome. Yeah. That guy is so, you know, he's stoked. He's excited. But um, you know, I think uh the meta game players always don't feel great because again, if we had regular content schedule, 
we would see regular balancing. Yeah. And um, I think that there's a lot to be desired right now yeah. on that front. All right. Now on a happier note, your in-game item. How <laughs> did you, how did they, how did that come about? Yeah, it was actually um, a couple years in the making, actually. Oh, okay. Um, or at least probably like 18 months, maybe. Um, was the first rumblings. I, uh, so so clean worked with Battle State very closely, as yeah. we all know, for a long time. And and uh, he like streamer items were getting added to the game. Um, I think he had a little bit of input into that, which yeah. is very kind. Um, he reached out and asked, you know, what would I want? And uh, I told him. Yeah. And lo and behold. What I told him was the exact thing that got made, like, uh -huh. to a T. And, like, I didn't give him a lot of descriptors, but I was like, yeah, like, I think it'd be cool if it was, like, a raven yeah. statue or figurine that's, like, kind of perched on a branch. Maybe it said Markstrom on the bottom of it. Yeah. Like, that's what I said, like, quote, unquote. And sure as shit, that's exactly what it <laughs> is. Awesome. And And I saw it in game. I was just, I was blown away. Yeah. Really. Um. I was blown away, and I, I wish I I could like learn or know like whoever um, uh, modeled it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because I'd like to thank them personally because they did such a good job. So hey, That's if you're good. watching, thank you. <laughs> awesome. And hey, I like the new intro video too. By the way, oh, thank that's, you. That's really good. Yeah, it's some neat stuff. Uh, I was really excited to roll that out. I, uh, you know, it's a long time coming. Yeah, there is like. Um, like Tarkov was still pretty fresh when the last one came out. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely a long time coming. So we have like, yeah, we had like three years of content that just like wasn't in there. Yeah. I noticed like the new ones, definitely more variety content based. There's a, there's a lot of titles in there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I get, it has the newer dog in there. She was excluded from the previous uh. one. People were not happy about that. So we got her in there and, uh, yeah, actually Dominic, uh, slum, the uh, best man and first mod. He uh, he does all the video editing for stuff like that. So that's all him. He uh, he did it. He absolutely crushed it. And then like the starting soon stuff. We yep. we found some really talented illustrators and animators in that team. That looks good too. Really the Raven neat. on the branch and just the, the vibe of it is really cool. Yeah, it's good. It's uh, it's certainly better than a logo on a black screen with like some text that says "starting soon," which yes. I've been using for six years of my career. So. Well, actually, the 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 logo wasn't always the Raven. But, yeah, yeah. So now, speaking of content creators, do you watch any? You know, are there any up and coming content creators or guys that like you know should you know, you you recommend that people should check out? I mean. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where to start. There's so many talented <laughs> content creators out there these days. It's wild. I feel like the the bar for getting into it is so much um, like the barrier of entry has never been lower. Yeah. Um, off the top of people, man, I don't even know where to begin. So I'm <laughs> going to leave somebody out and then I'm going to feel really yeah. bad about it. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing, though. There's so many um, content creators in my own community mm -hmm. that really they 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 keep the community online even when I'm offline. Yeah. And because they all kind of like dip into each other's and hang out and like yeah. I can go with like if one of them is streaming at night, I can just pop in there, see what's up, and I'll see yeah. like 10 familiar faces and it feels really good. It's like it's like a never ending revolving door, which yeah. is which is pretty neat. Oh, that's cool. So all right. So when streaming's off, what do you do? What's your, you know, thing you like to do in the evenings with uh 
with the lady friend? She, uh, her and I, we, we enjoy, you know, I think like most, uh, old, old couples, uh, in, in their thirties plus, we'll call that old. <laughs> um, you know, we, uh, we watch a lot of TV movies, yeah. shows. Um, we what's definitely, the, what's the show right now you guys are watching? <sighs> we are enjoying Vox Machina right now a lot. Oh, okay. So that is um, the animated series of, I don't know if you're familiar with Critical Role or mm-hmm. Matt Mercer on yeah. Twitch. They uh, they started on Geek and Sundry channel and they were like the first real premier Dungeons and Dragons crew. Yeah. And they, they all lived by each other in LA. So they would get together and they'd film this in a studio and it was really great because they're all phenomenally talented voice actors. Yeah. And uh, they did a deal with Amazon where they, they oh, animated shit. the whole series and then all the voices that Matt did for the sake of immersion. Yeah. Um, they brought in like the most stacked list of voice actors that you could ever imagine. It's really cool. Um, it has been a very fun ride. It's like the perfect amount of um, intense story. Yeah. It's like really riveting and, um, and a lot of good laughs. It's like the perfect balance of that, which is, um, which is rare. And it's even cooler because, the story was very organically created. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, there's just their Dungeons and Dragons, excuse me, Dungeons and Dragons, like, campaign. Yeah. Um, that they're all, like, working together to formulate. And it came out to be this, like, beautiful story. Um, that's pretty cool. If you're into animated awesome. stuff, that's been really fun. Uh, we are also watching Euphoria. Yeah. Very weird. Oh, <laughs> is this? Let me just say right there. <laughs> very weird. Um good touches on a lot of like life's harder struggles mm-hmm. a lot of nudity yeah. um m- more than i want uh you probably and it's not like um yeah i don't know all right <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> maybe we don't get into it more than all that right. but uh, it's an interesting show um, okay yeah but it uh the, the star is like zendaya from spider-man oh, and we okay just, yep like I, i've been watching a lot of the marvel and uh yeah, we we've really enjoyed like the new Spider-Man. So oh, cool. we saw she was in it and gave it a gave it a try. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate that. My pleasure. Uh, two things. You got a charity event coming up. I do. What you know, want to give sure. whoever's going to listen a, a word about it? Let's plug it. So uh, Gamers Outreach, uh, excellent foundation. They bring gaming to hospitals environments for kids. They create these things called go-karts, which are mobile gaming units that you can wheel in and out of hospital rooms, help the kids kind of take their mind off of treatment, whether they're short-term, long-term, and uh, kind of give them a sense of normalcy. And uh, I found it to be a very inspiring uh, organization. I've worked very closely with them for many years now. Um, Really great announcement coming up later this month. Keep an eye out for that. All right. Uh, from, from Gamers Outreach uh, on that front. And uh, they have a big event in March annually called Gamers for Giving. And we go live and raise money to, uh, to, to help uh, create these carts. And uh, last year, we set the record uh, for annual uh, donations from like a live stream. Uh, beating our own previous record, we we raised over fifty grand in two day oh. period, which was awesome. <laughs> and uh, I had to dye the tips of my hair uh, blonde, okay, like, across the tips, like from the '90s boy bands. 
And uh, I said if we beat the previous record, which is like 43 and change, yeah. I, I would do that. So I got there, and I thought, all right, well, <laughs> I guess we're going to have to do this. And then the, uh, the founder of the organization, Zach Weigel, said, if you hit 50, I'll do it too. <laughs> oh, shoot. And uh, he did. So he flew out here, and we both got our hair looking all kinds of weird. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was an experience for sure, but uh, happy to do it for the kids. So we'll, we definitely have some interesting stretch goals this year. And, uh, yeah, we have a really special event coming up for it. So, again, um, can't tell you the exact date, but it's going to be in March. All and, right. Uh, It'll be neat. It'll be awesome. awesome. So. I think I saw a picture of the the, the blonde frosted tips, and it kind of oh, looked Lord. like David from Shit's Creek. I don't know if you ever saw that show with Eugene Levy, and I know who you're talking about. It, yes. For a quick, it's like, oh my god, well, he's got the wild hair, kind of like up and off. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like holy shit. <laughs> All right, doppelganger. Yeah. Yep. So, ah, very cool. All right, so March, we'll keep an eye out for that then, and we'll make a donation on that whenever that date comes across. Thank you. It You're means welcome. a lot to me. And before I let you go, you know, you survived the, the pod here on Tardux. Who would you recommend next? If you, if you had any sway, Ooh. you're calling them out. Who should I hop? That's a great question. Man. Honestly, I, w- I would recommend talking to one of the most interesting people I know. And yeah. that's the young pep. And uh, right. Mr. Mr. P, bro, he is a blast to have a nice conversation with. Very intelligent individual. Yeah. And uh, I, I really, I, I always appreciate doing these mm-hmm. when uh, I feel like the person across from me, the person at the mic, super talented at what they do. So I appreciate you. Uh, I really enjoyed this. Oh, good. And, Thank you. Uh, no, it's been excellent. Definitely one of the best uh, podcasters that I've had the pleasure <laughs> to, uh, to, to have a conversation with. And I think Pep will enjoy it as well. All so. right. I will reach out to him. Sounds good. All right. Hey, um, thank you so much again, man. You have a good night. Absolutely. You too. All right.